Coming up on this week's episode of the EV Resource Podcast, the Chinese are stepping up their EV game. Race car driver Randy Pulpst crashes at Pikes Peak. Lamborghini unveils an all-electric go-kart and more. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the EV Resource Podcast. My name is Zach Hurst, and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and answer your questions about electric vehicles. Special thanks to Titan Auto Entire in Mosley, Virginia, for their support for this podcast. Titan is one of the very few independent shops that are qualified to work on EVs and hybrids, and from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. As always, if you like this episode, please subscribe, go ahead and like, and leave a comment on the YouTube channel. I always appreciate your feedback. With that in mind, let's get straight to the news. The lead story this week is all about Chinese EVs. It seems like China is really stepping up their game yet again when it comes to manufacturing and building electric vehicles. Of course, as countries around the world are focused on cutting down on harmful tailpipe emissions, electric vehicles are becoming an increasingly important part of that effort. And China specifically has spent many tens of billions of dollars over the last decade to develop their domestic EV market. And what a market that is. With a population of more than 1.4 billion people, they have an understandingly large demand for transportation. This, combined with a mandate from the Chinese government to cut down on air pollution, has really pushed the country to adopt electric vehicles at a rate unparalleled anywhere else on the planet. China's EV market is already nearly four times as large as what we have here in the United States, and they have had over 500 manufacturers registered to produce EVs and over a million EVs sold every year for the last few years. Analysts at Bloomberg's NEF have estimated that EVs could make up to 50% of new Chinese vehicles in 2025 and expect that number to continue to grow in the years following. One of the leading and most prominent manufacturers has been BYD, which stands for Build Your Dreams. And they have been around since 2003 as one of the world's top producers of electric vehicles. They are a leader in commercial vehicles such as transit buses, coach buses, trucks, and vans. And in July, BYD announced the official launch of its Han EV series, the brand's long-awaited flagship offering for the global mid-to-large luxury sedan market including three pure electric vehicles and one hybrid. The Han EV will be sold in China at first and be focused on the luxury performance buyer. Uh, Of course, I would love to see that here. It's got some amazing numbers and I think for its price would sell really well. BYD says the sedan will sprint to 100 kilometers per hour or 62 miles per hour in as little as 3.9 seconds, which isn't as quick as many other sedans, but honestly, that's quick enough for most people and should have a range of 376 miles. Now, that claim is based on the NEDC test cycle, and if you're familiar with that test cycle, it does tend to get fairly optimistic. So, Real world numbers, and if we did get it here in the U.S. with an EPA estimate, expect that to be somewhat less. 
Now the Han will be the first BYD vehicle to use their dubbed blade battery, which uses a lithium iron phosphate composition, which should save them space, but also provide added safety. They have even demonstrated the safety by piercing the battery with a nail and then cracking open an uncooked egg over top of it to show that the battery stayed cool because the egg didn't cook. Now, certainly I expect that BYD will continue to be a global leader in EVs and hopefully bring more to North America. And the real question is, will they be competing with Tesla? Now, it's easy to say anybody in the EV space competes with Tesla, and that's just not true. Uh, Tesla tend to excel at their own little niche, even though that has been gradually expanding. So BYD's plans to offer the Han for less than the cost of a Model 3. And if they did bring that here to the US, I do think it would sell really well. But they're not the only ones that are making some really compelling EVs. I've talked previously on the podcast about the Xpong P7, and this is one of the newer EVs that I am most excited about. Xpong launched this second model earlier this year with much fanfare. The event, reminiscent of Tesla unveilings, involved loud music and strobe lights. The P7 has been described by Clean Technica as a Model S kind of car for a Model 3 kind of money. And it is a lot of car for the money. It uses an 81 kilowatt hour battery to have an NEDC range of 441 miles, making it the longest range EV made in China, topping the Model 3. But what is most impressive is the infotainment and technology. Here are some of the features about the P7 that might sound familiar to Tesla owners. It has an intelligent, comprehensive built-in neural network backed by powerful dual-chip computer system, over-the-air updates using a 4G Wi-Fi, level 3 autonomous driving, self-parking, an internet browser, an app store, in-car games, and all of that controlled by an integrated centralized touchscreen display and many other features. One that I think is very obviously a nod to the Tesla Model 3 and the Model Y is the key for the car. Similar to the Model 3 and Y, your phone is the main key, and then they have a key card that is the backup. It would seem that Xpong is the only EV automaker that is following very closely in Tesla's footsteps, and I think that is a very smart move. And they're not doing it only with the vehicle itself, but also their approach to doing business. Tesla is known for being quite vertically integrated and often having creative outside-the-box thinking, and it appears like Xpong is doing the same. Now, there is a decent amount of controversy surrounding Xpong regarding Tesla, and they have received a lot of criticism about their openness to copy Tesla and have even been accused of stealing an old version of Tesla's autopilot source code. But regardless of what you think about all of of that, there is no denying that the P7 is an amazing vehicle, an incredible offering starting for a price below $33,000 for the base model. And for the performance dual motor all-wheel drive option, it tops out at just over $50,000. That is truly an amazing offering. Now, currently, the P7 is only being sold in China. They've only had one that they brought here to the United States, and a few of the members of the press got a chance to test drive it and take a look at it. I know Inside EVs has a great video, so if you're familiar with them, go to their YouTube channel, and you can check that out. Clean Technica has one as well. Um, So 
if you're interested in learning more about this car, I definitely suggest you do. And if you're interested in getting in on a little piece of Xpeng, they this week actually offered their IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. Shares started at $15. They are up over $20 at this point. Um, so still very, very bottom uh, level early entry. I am not going to give anybody here some advice when it comes to stock trading and all of that. Um, but you know, Tesla, you look at their share price, it's over 2000 before the split. Of course, the split's going to happen on Monday um, and that'll drop. But even then, you know, in terms of access to uh, the very beginning, I mean, how many people would raise their hand and say, God, I wish I would have gotten in on Tesla when it was double digit uh, share price. Um, I Personally, I think it's a great opportunity for anybody that wants to help support the future of Xpeng, uh, the work that they're doing. And obviously, as an EV automaker, I think all of them deserve support in one way or another. And next, a story about triumph over disaster and the will to win no matter what adversity you have to overcome. If you follow Ben Schaefer or Unplugged Performance, you will know that they are industry leaders in aftermarket parts for Teslas, specifically the Model 3. So it only makes sense that they would want to showcase their capabilities in one of the most dangerous and challenging venues in the world, Pikes Peak. And it looked like they were well on their way to victory as during the first day of Pikes Peak qualifiers, the Tesla Model 3 Ascension R from EV Tuning House and Unplugged Performance, driven by legendary race car driver Randy Popes, were dominating their class. However, tragedy struck on day two. The Tesla Model 3 hit a bump in the road, both literally and figuratively. With the car unbalanced at high speeds, Randy Popst was unable to maintain control and the Tesla careened off the course, airborne, into a wall before coming to a rest on a small hillside. Luckily, Randy was uninjured, but the modified Model 3 seemed to be a total loss. Here's some words from race car driver Randy Popst himself just after the crash. Credit to the Tesla Photographer YouTube channel. Rats! Big old bump, I knew it was there. We hit it and the back of the car just broke free and uh, got sideways and I wasn't able to catch it quick enough. Got wide, we banged this wall here. Damaged rear suspension, I mean deep inside, I'm hoping maybe we can fix it. It felt like quite a shot and we hit down in here and took the splitter off. So it's hurt, it's very disappointing. And uh, that all happened when I was trying to be a little bit conservative. Not enough, obviously. Three. After the crash, Ben Schaefer had this to say on Facebook. Quote, Pikes Peak is one of the world's most dangerous events. Deaths are all too frequent and a large number of cars end up destroyed every single year. Nonetheless, drivers and builders accept the severe risks to participate in one of the world's ultimate motorsport challenges. In the end, a single small mistake is all it takes to go from winner to disaster. Today, we went from likely exhibition class winner to disaster. Most importantly, our fearless driver and friend Randy Popes is safe and our safety equipment worked as planned. Unfortunately, our car ended a huge winning streak with a severe crash today. We were running the top of the mountain and the road this year is extremely bumpy in sections. In Randy's first morning run, he set out with a very aggressive speed, cold tires, and had his first encounter with a very bad bump at speeds that he could not recover. Even the greatest drivers in these challenging conditions can make judgment calls that can lead to heartbreaking outcomes. 
Randy described afterwards that he should have ran the first section slower to evaluate the conditions and ultimately that ended our quest to break the 10 minute barrier with the car. Our respect for Randy is enormous and unwavering. In events like this, we entrust our cars to Randy and when things don't go according to plan, we must rebuild and forge ahead. And if that was the end, it would make for quite a story. But the decision to rebuild the car was quickly made, and along with help from Tesla's local dealership, a local body shop and repair center specializing in Tesla vehicles, and a slew of other members of the Tesla community, the Model 3 has now been amazingly restored. Ben posted this on Saturday. Never give up. From total to reborn in less than 48 hours, we assembled an army and did the impossible. Thank you to Up Dealer Eurocars Collision, to Tesla, to our team, and the global Tesla community for rooting for us, inspiring us, and sending us meals. See you at the top of the mountain Sunday for a celebration with Randy Popes, Ups, and the Tesla community. Now, the latest update as of recording this, the last bit of information from Unplugged Performance Twitter account late last night says, quote, we've just finished testing. Randy feels the car is ready to race, so we will race. 4 a.m. tomorrow, we will return to the mountain and race to the top. Thank you to everyone for your incredible support. The list is too long to name. Just know we are immensely grateful, end quote. So that would mean that they are there Right now, as I'm recording this, uh, they're probably running or, or at least getting prepared to run. So if you're listening to this Sunday afternoon, uh, we might have a result by then. Uh, who knows? We'll see. But either way, the fact that they can go from, I mean, they obviously showed that they've got an amazing car to work with and they can go from completely totaled to completely rebuilt in just 48 hours is amazing. I am just overwhelmed. It's it's absolutely incredible. And obviously, I wish Ben Schaefer, Randy Popes, the entire team over there at Unplugged Performance, um, the very best of luck. And hopefully, as Ben said, we will see Randy and all of them celebrating at the top of the mountain with a big win. From one track to another, a short story about Lamborghini and a collaboration for their first electric vehicle. No, unfortunately, it is not an EV supercar to take on the likes of Remac and Lotus uh, and the other big names out there when it comes to uh, really powerful performance EVs. No, this is a bit smaller. It is a go-kart, a little Lamborghini electric go-kart. And sadly, even as far as go-karts go, it's not really that impressive. It tops out max speed 25 miles per hour. Um, yeah, that's not even going to you know compete with the likes of some of the, the low horsepower Honda gas-powered uh, uh, go-karts out there that are putting out nine horsepower, but they can do 50 miles an hour. Um, so this is definitely more of a toy, but they do say that it should be a lot of fun, which I can attest even at 25 miles an hour, go-karts are pretty fun. Um, but that because of the size of the battery, it can go over 15 miles, which that is definitely going to last quite a long time. It is officially known as the Ninebot Go-Kart Pro Lamborghini Edition. And it was a partnership between Xiaomi, I believe I'm saying that right, it's X-I-A-O-M-I, -I, and Lamborghini. 
Now, the good news is that it is not going to be as expensive as your other Lamborghini models. According to Electrek, they say it's going on sale for as little as $1,450, as long as you don't mind paying in Chinese currency. Two more stories for you this week, both of them about EV pickup trucks. Now, you could argue that no one has a bigger stake in electric pickup trucks than Ford. Electrification has disrupted every segment it has touched, and with Ford being the leader in the pickup truck segment with the Ford F-150, it has the most to lose if it doesn't play a big part in electrifying the segment. Electrek says Ford sold about 900,000 F-Series pickup trucks last year, bringing in around $42 billion in revenue. The U.S. automaker has a plan to bring an electric F-150 pickup truck to market, but not much is known about it. When confirming plans to launch an all-electric version of the F-150, Ford's best-selling pickup truck, Darren Palmer, the head of Ford's Team Edison, said that the automaker was aiming to bring the electric F-150 to market before 2022. This would have put the vehicle in line with a series of new electric pickup trucks scheduled to come in late 2021, like the Tesla Cybertruck and the GMC Hummer EV. However, earlier this year, Ford confirmed that production will start in 2022. As far as the gas-powered F-150, Ford is currently working to bring a redesigned F-150 next year, 2021. So while it's retooling its factories for the new version of the truck, Bloomberg reports that Ford also started building a new plant next to its Dearborn factory to build the new electric version. And they said Ford will temporarily shut a factory in Michigan next month to install machinery for a redesigned F-150 pickup truck going on sale next year. The automaker is also constructing a new facility adjacent to its Dearborn, Michigan truck plant to build an electric version of the F-150, according to people familiar with the project. Prototype production is expected to start next year, said the people who asked not to be identified, revealing internal plans. So while the first production prototypes are expected next year, the actual volume production for dealerships is not expected until 2022. And interestingly, it's going to be Ford's first electric vehicle built from the ground up to be produced inside the United States. This year, Ford is bringing the Mustang Mach-E to market, which, of course, is their all-electric SUV crossover uh, that's supposed to embody the Mustang brand. But the vehicle is built in Mexico. That's right. It's a Mexican Mustang. Uh, wrap your head around that one. Um, but with an official launch date in 2022, the Ford F-150 electric is coming after the Tesla Cybertruck, the Rivian R1T, the Lodestown Lordstown, Lordstown Endurance, uh, the Bollinger B1 and B2, and several other electric pickup trucks that are slated for 2021. However, all of these programs are based on building new factories or major retooling of existing factories, and therefore the timelines of any of those new vehicle programs could also slip. Either way, the EV trucks are coming, and they are certainly coming to take away Ford's market share. The F-150 sells more than any other vehicle in the U.S., even if you count cars, passenger cars, coupes, everything. The Ford F-150 is the number one selling vehicle in the United States, and if you're looking for an electric alternative Looks like Ford will have something for you in 2022. And the last news story for you is also about the EV pickup truck, as I said, but this is one that is certainly not going to be competing with 
any of the other trucks that I had already mentioned, especially the F-150 electric when it comes out. This one is called the Pikmin, and it's available in either a two-door cab or a classic four-door passenger spec, and it is the probably the least expensive pickup truck on the market. It is $10,000. It's very small, has a small battery, 75-mile range, and about a four-kilowatt motor, so five, a little bit more than five horsepower or so. But you can fit four adults into the cab for the passenger spec, and 2,000 pounds of goodies in the back, and it is rated to tow 4,000 pounds. So where I see this fitting in would be a small, low-speed city vehicle, or perhaps places like uh, amusement parks where they need to um, have like a grounds crew or landscaping, things like that. I don't think this is something that obviously is going to sell a whole lot, um, and certainly I think there's more of a commercial application for it, um, but uh, here you go. It's an EV pickup truck. Like I said, uh, <laughs> I've, it is what I said it was, um, but, you know, certainly it's 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 not one that I'm going to be watching very, very closely, and um, I don't expect very many other people to be watching it either. <laughs> All right, well, that is it for the news this week. I did not have any submissions for an EV question, so I don't have any to answer. Um, if you guys have a question about electric vehicles, anything that's on topic for EVs, EV batteries, uh, design, whatever you want, you can go ahead and submit those questions to hello at ev-resource.com. You can put it in the comments of any of the YouTube videos. Uh, I am more than happy to answer questions. I want to engage and have you guys kind of have a conversation back and forth. Go ahead and ask me anything. Um, I will do my best to answer that the best I can. Uh, as I said at the very beginning, if you do like this episode, go ahead and watch the other EV resource episodes. Give me some feedback. You can email me or leave comments. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, wherever. Um, let me know what you think. Is there something that you want to know more about or something that uh, you appreciate about what I'm doing? If you do like everything, subscribe, hit like, leave a comment, let me know. Um, also, I do appreciate it. You can go to Patreon. That's a web page that you can actually uh, pledge a dollar amount every month to help support my efforts here with EV Resource. Uh, we do have a few patrons that every single month they give their hard-earned dollars, and it's very, very appreciated. So thank you to all of you who are Patreon supporters of the show. But that is going to be it for this week. So thank you very much. I'll see you all next week. Bye.